1: Welcome to the Press 1 for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Glimsdahl, and my guest this week is Lewis Taylor. Lewis is the CX head of global support and Austin site lead at Dropbox. Lewis, welcome to the Press 1 for Nick podcast.
0: Hey, thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to get started. I got so many questions. Um, hopefully, we can get them all in in the next five hours. Uh, if not, uh, we'll, we might have to have a, a five-part series. We'll, we'll figure it out.
0: All
1: right. <laughs> so one question I ask every single guest at the very beginning, and, and I usually give them about a 30 second notice, is what is one thing that people might not know about you? And it could be a talent. It could be, hey, I, I skydived across Mark, Mount Everest or uh, I, I played a sport or uh, one guy listens to classical music. Uh, what is your thing that people might not know about you?
0: Okay, that's that's interesting. I, I'll, I'll do this one. Okay. When I <clears throat> uh, most people know I have an extensive military background, most of it at Fort Bragg. Um, that should give you some insights about what my background was. But um, I actually got to meet Tom Clancy, and he did a ride along with us for uh, as a part of an airborne operation, movement. and that's very unique for me.
1: Wow, that's pretty cool. So, are you in his book? Are you one of the characters?
0: I would not say I'm not one of the characters, but if you read the book, um, Airborne, hmm. it is about a unit uh, at the time that I was a part of.
1: That's very cool. That's actually a really unique thing. So, uh, and then second, thank you so much for your service. That means a lot. Uh, Absolutely. So what what is what does customer experience mean to Lewis? Um,
0: Believe it or not, I get asked this a lot. My answer is always, pretty close to the same, you know, depending on uh-huh. you know, how many Diet Mountain Dews I've had that day. <laughs> um, but um, it is about the end-to-end journey that the customer has to go through to engage and use your product. Um, and I, I want to expand on it just a little bit to mm-hmm. say, it, it it isn't about um, how a customer has to navigate your organization. it It, it isn't about um the things that you're doing to innovate and automate for your customer. When I think about customer experience itself, I like to step back completely and say, if I'm a customer and I'm engaged with you and I wanna buy something from you or use something, I don't care what your technology challenges are. I don't care how you have to make it work. I don't care about your policies and procedures. What I care about when I think customer experience is, how easy is it for me to go through the flow and engage with you and solve the problem that, that I came to you to solve in the first place.
1: Hmm. And it's not just that one time.
0: And it's not just that one time. It is every single time I deal with you. And every single time I deal with you, to me, it is like starting over. So as I think about like our customer experience organization in Dropbox. I don't like to say, well, hey, our customer is engaged with us 10 times this month and we got it right eight out of 10, then that means we still failed. We should yeah. have got it right, gotten it right 10 out of 10. Yeah. So each each engagement is new, and we should be thinking as that customer is engaging with us for the first time. If I was out in the middle of the street and I just got hit by a car and I dialed 911. And they said, "Hey, well, you already called 911 seven <laughs> times this month, Louis. <laughs> you must be accident prone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This next time, we're gonna we're gonna let you sit for a few hours while <laughs> we take care of some customers that that are engaged with us for the first time. So I like to think when customers engage with the the organization, they bought something from. It is a unique experience." experience just for that customer, and we should think about the ups and downs and the moments that matter with that particular customer and how they're engaging with us.
1: Hmm. And so when you get hit by that um, hypothetical bus, you don't want to be put on hold and saying, um, you know, your estimated time is 36 minutes. (laughs) Would you like a call back?
0: (laughs) Exactly. But I also don't want to be told, well, the bus is blue today, what you signed up for was a red bus.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or
0: the bus has 18 wheels. What you signed up was for, for a four wheel bus. Mm. So I, I want to be treated as if I'm the only customer that matters at that time.
1: Because you should be.
0: And, and I should be, exactly. I mean, that's where we've evolved today Um, gone are the days where it was okay to call someone to ask for help or even try to buy something from you and three days later you get back with me or it shows up at my house two weeks later we're living in the day of Amazon Prime next day Mm -hmm. right Um, we're living in what I like to call the now generation meaning if I wanted something yesterday I would have asked for it yesterday when I asked for it today, I want it today. I also want it to just work out of the box. Like, I, I don't want to have to go figure it out. I already have enough challenges solving the problem I bought that widget for in the first place. So I want the widget to just work out of the box, right? And then the, the other piece is um, gone are the days where um, we appreciate calling in and, and we get treated like, like a number. We're, we're calling um, uh, we're calling for support and someone's reading through a script. That is one of the worst experiences you you can ever imagine. If you need help at that time, keep in mind my frame of reference is as a customer. When you're engaged with me, when you engage with me, you dial nine one one. Whether it's to buy a product, whether it's to upgrade a product, whether it's to get support on that product, whether um, whether it's to ask a question about that product or find new use cases or upgrade, to me, that is you dialing 911. So you need to be my priority at that moment.
1: And is that included on every channel? The, the priority of dialing 911? Because you can't, SLAs are a little bit different. Yeah,
0: so absolutely it is a little bit different. So you call me on the phone, I expect, you to, I expect to talk to you on the phone right away. You engage me with chat, I expect you engage me in chat. If I send you an email, I expect you to respond to my email in a timely manner. Um, now, the SLAs for those are, are a little bit different, as you can imagine, because live support is real-time, and email is a little more asynchronous, right? Mm-hmm. So, but what we like to do is think about it this way. If you have access to all three channels and you took the time to send an email, that means I can get back to you in, in my SLA time frame because you weren't, it wasn't urgent for you. Yep. If you engage me in chat or you engage me in the phone, then I should meet you where you're at. Your sense of urgency should be my sense of urgency. Yep. And when you bought a product from me or you bought it from me or anyone, and you thought about, okay, I'm buying this product and I'm going to get X level of service with it. Maybe that X level of service is all three channels. Maybe it's just one channel based on what you bought. Well, if it's all three channels, I'm expecting you to control the sense of urgency. Meaning you send me an email, maybe it's not so urgent for you. You chat, maybe it's a little more urgent. But, but if your hair is on fire, you're probably going to call me.
1: No, it's a, it's it's a great point. And I appreciate that explanation. Um, So who at Dropbox besides Lewis owns that (laughs) customer experience?
0: So uh, uh, this is going to be a two prong exercise, right? For me. (laughs) um, First, I believe the organization owns the customer experience. Mm -hmm. Holistically all of us at Dropbox are accountable for the customer experience. Now, Ultimately, I own the customer experience because I own a customer experience organization. Mm-hmm. However, the way I conduct myself and the way we work cross-functionally is we're driving accountability across all of our organizations to say, you have an impact in the customer experience in what you do, whether it's internally or externally. And that speaks to internal customer versus external customer. So I'm like, I own the customer experience externally, but I think about it as the company owning it holistically. And when I say internal and external, maybe you don't do something that directly impacts the customer experience or the product that the customer engages with. But if I have to engage with you for my organization to be successful, to make the customer experience better, then ultimately you're still on the hook. That is why I say holistically, we all at Dropbox own the customer experience. I just happen to own the customer experience organization.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, one of the one of the guys I interviewed prior, uh, James Dodkins, he always he he said it starts with somebody internally, but it always ends with the customer. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how many people are between you and the customer; it always ends with the customer.
0: Yeah.
1: And and it kind of gives you a little gut check, like oh. You're right. I I do have something to do with that customer, don't I?
0: Yeah, exactly. And that is why we we used to say that when I was at a company called Rackspace, we used to say um, fanatical support starts and ends with everyone in Rackspace. Meaning it doesn't matter if you're in HR. It didn't matter if you're in comms. It didn't matter what organization you were a part of. Ultimately, we will all accountable for that that fanatical experience for the customer. And I brought that to Dropbox and you kind of have the same mentality here as well. And it isn't about, when I say customer experience though, it isn't about my perception as a customer experience owner. It is about your perception, you being the customer. I can say all day, I'm, I'm making you happy. But if you're unhappy ultimately as their customer, then that's what it's all about. So we have a mantra that I end every staff meeting with. Um, And it's also the question we ask every single time we're going to implement or do something new, whether it's evolution, whether it's technology, whether it's process. The question is, is it good for the customer? Mm -hmm. And we try to live by that mantra. Now, look, I'll be the first to tell you. And most people that run CX and support organizations are gonna tell you, we don't get it right every single time, we don't, right? But if you're there for that customer when they really need you and you're taking care of them the best you can, even when you don't get it right every single time, they're gonna appreciate you and they're gonna remember the times where you do get it right. So ultimately what you wanna do is every single time you engage with a customer, you want to think, like, this is the only customer I have, and I want to wow them every single time. I don't want you to walk away with, yeah, you saw my problem, but I kind of had a lackluster experience, right? We used to, we used this phrase, um, uh, you should be able to hear the smile when I'm engaged with you. And if you do that and you can practice that, that customer is going to walk away with one, the problem solved, right? And the reason they came, came to engage with you, or they're going to walk away with a the product they wanted to buy. Or they're going to walk away with the feature or et cetera. But ultimately they're not just going to walk away with what they want. They're going to walk away with a great experience.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's like um, going into a, what, what was the, uh, the world cup? And I can't remember the country right now, but it's the, it was the, the team that showed up and, they had, you know, like any professional soccer team, they, they had tape everywhere and Gatorade cups everywhere. But before they left, each individual player knew the importance that somebody else had to clean up behind them. Yeah. And so they actually made it cleaner than the way that they left it. Yeah. And so what would happen if we actually treated our customers where they had a better experience, where they felt better throughout that interaction, even though they had to call you potentially about a problem, right. but you left them in that experience better than the way that they showed up.
0: Yeah, we have an approach we call, um, and next. And what I mean by it is exactly what you said. I want to solve your problem, and next. What can I do for you in addition? or? hey, did you know you're not using all of your features? Or did you know X? Or can we help you with this? And we already see that you're not doing this or you are doing this and we can make that experience even better. So it isn't just about solving the problem that they're having right now. It's about making a better overall internet to end experience when they engage with us. Because as you mentioned, I'm already irritated that I got to call you in the first place, mm-hmm. right? So it isn't just enough to solve your problem, I've gotta make you feel better about the experience you have with us.
1: Yeah, the the thing that people also don't understand is they're bringing their entire life with them, not just your Dropbox issue.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, when I double click on this, but it's all the experiences that they've had in the past with or without your organization and the problems that they've had at work, the problems that they had in their personal life, so treat them right, because we're all humans doing business with humans.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Couldn't have said that, that more. We do a lot of customer centricity training for, for our um, agents and our customer experience. So, and across the board, it isn't just our support agents. It isn't our support engineers. Our customer experience team has to go through that. So um, we adopt customers every month and we randomly reach out to customers and say, hey, guess what? You're my adopted customer for this month. (laughs) um, I'm gonna be talking about you doing the next staff meeting. Are you okay giving me a little information about yourself? Did you wanna come and talk for five minutes? Um, And we make that, that effort to make sure everyone in a customer experience organization understands that it's all about the customer and the customer is always first
1: yeah that's that's really cool um so the problem that i see in customer experience is and and, and i probably say this too much but I, I call it the pixie dust and fairy tales <laughs> right everybody talks a good game about customer experience but then they don't do a whole lot about it or and specifically the, the c-suite um so how do you make sure that the you sure that the leadership is vested in the customer experience, not just this, this music that they say at the top of a podium, because we all know what happens when they're not.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I spend a lot of my times talking to our um, senior leaders about the customer experience and the support we give our customers. One of the things that we do, and I think this has been like the big thing that turned the corner for us. All of our executives come and spend time sitting with an agent and looking at customer problems and listening to customers talk to us about the experience and hearing what customers have to say about the product, hearing what customers have to say about the experience overall, and then hearing what customers have to say about how easy it is to either use our product or engage with Dropbox as a whole. And we do that for all of our execs. So um our organiz- organization is pretty spread out. So um you might um be out of the San Francisco office and you may have to fly to Dublin, you may have to fly to Austin. Now this is, you know, of course pre uh pre-COVID, but um we made that a part of their um short to midterm goal for onboarding. So you get firsthand to hear what customers are saying. You see firsthand what our agents do to make customers happy. Um, You get to see how well our systems and tools work firsthand. You get to see what it means to be on the other end of the product. So we have to remember that as an organization, and this is not just about Dropbox, I know my product really well. So I can't assume that the problem our customer having, is having with it is really easy. So when you take a seat and, and, and take a back seat to an agent and you're actually watching and listening and seeing them engage with the customer and how the customer is actually engaging with your product and how easy or hard it is for them to understand the feature, it gives you a new appreciation one for the agent, a new appreciation for the customer journey, and it gives you a new appreciation for the product and the features you, you, you launch across the web. Um, we do uh, a lot of work collecting a, a, a lot of data about customer um, customer feedback, um, and we make sure that's in, that gets in front of all our all of our executives, so they actually get to see exactly what customers are saying. We also made our customer effort score. That is a, it's a company goal for us. So how easy it is for a customer to engage with us and when they engage with us, are they happy? That's a big milestone for us and we take that very
1: seriously. I love that, um, that you're you're measuring customer, su- or customer effort. Is there anything else that you're measuring for the success of the customer at Dropbox?
0: Yeah, so we, we've got a couple of other measures, of course you know, we wouldn't be a a, a great company if we weren't measuring NPS, right? I I think that's a big milestone. Um, And then we have uh, two other internal metrics that we use. Um, FCR, which is first contact resolution. We like to keep that extremely high. Um, So that is a big one for us, meaning when you engage with me, I wanna solve your problem the first time and I want you to leave happy the first time. Uh, Two, we have a metric uh, um, that we use to measure um, our CX efficiency when I'm engaging with a customer, which means if I'm an agent or I'm, I'm a part of our community team and I'm engaged with you and I'm answering a question, you're going to get a little mini survey back on just on how I do. So separate from your, your effort and what it was like to go through the journey, it's more, how did you like working with me? And that's important, just as important for us as well, because it makes sure that when I talked about that wow factor earlier, now I can actually go look and see what are our customers think about the people they're actually talking to, not just about the product and the customer experience and the journey and the effort that it takes for them to buy something or for them to get an upgrade or for them to get support. This is more about, how do you feel about the actual Dropboxer that you just had a conversation with? So that's also really important to us and it allows us to tweak and tailor our customer centricity training. It allows us um, to really hone in on what matters for the customers outside of the widget or the thing they actually called us for. Now, there is such thing as over-rotating on it and, and I mean, there's a small percentage of that, but there there is such thing as that. And I'll give you an example. You call me. You're in a hurry. I have to have my antennas up. So I need to be in tune with the mood you're in. So maybe you don't want to have a lot of small talk before we get down to the problem. And maybe you don't want to have a lot of small talk afterwards. But I still need to figure out a way to wow you. So... At that moment, this is where that being able to hear a smile comes in. So my ultimate goal is to de-escalate things so you feel good about, hey, I made the right call. I made the right decision about buying Dropbox. I'm in a hurry, but this person is, is really listening to me. They care about me and the problem I'm having. And I feel like I'm the only customer in the world right now.
1: yeah it, it's it's imp, it's important you know you think of every time I'm thinking of of uh, uh csat you think of NPS um, it usually gets bundled into that entire conversation and sometimes it's multiple people mm-hmm. and so if somebody and it all ends up usually it's that last person yeah if they drop the ball it's gonna it's gonna affect everybody in the entire score so if yeah. they they weren't listening and somebody they asked them how they're doing and they were saying something about how they had to go to a funeral and they're like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh well that sounds great hope you had a great weekend yeah Uh uh-huh yeah
0: they're
1: going to they're going to rate them bad but that affects every that entire conversation not just that one part so i like that how you kind of pulled it away and said what how was it to interact with lewis what was that experience like how was that uh whatever the the additional questions were Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing that I kind of want to go back to though, is around customer effort. So what are some ways that uh, you guys have found ways to reduce the customer effort?
0: Yeah, so we've done a few things over the the last couple of years. One is is, um, making it easy for customers to self-solve. And most cases, Most of us, right, and let's face it, our population uh, that uses our product varies, right, from very technical to not so technical at all. But in most cases, I'm at least going to take a stab at trying to solve my problem before I reach out to someone. So what we've done is we've done a lot around helping educate you where you're at in the product so that potentially you don't have to call us. Now, we're happy to be here for you. We love taking your call, we love talking to you, but if I can help you solve the problem a lot quicker and I can help you do it, I'm not only teaching you to fix the problem right then, but I taught you more about the product itself. You might pass that on to someone. Hey, did you know, by the way, you could do X and it fixes this or X and it enhances this feature. Um, so that's one thing. The other one is we've really enhanced our community. So you can now go to our community and 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 just have a blast with with with, with talking to someone else that's really passionate about Dropbox and, and the features that that, that we've uh, we've launched. And then the other piece is, and this is ultimately um, I think where we've had a lot of success is the integration of technology into. Our platform to help that journey along the way, so that we make sure we're meeting you where you're at in the product. We're helping you along, and we're making that journey smooth for you along the way. We've done a lot of work around, you know, marketing and you know, um, support engagement with uh, and Next. and we did a lot of work around the community. We have a great customer education tool. Well, we've kind of taken all of those and put them together so that when you're in the product, you're having a great experience because if you get stuck on something, you can potentially self-solve it yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just meeting them in the channel of their choice with the least amount of effort. Yep. Um, and I think it's also key to not make them feel stupid. Yes. Uh, You know, when it comes to technology, regardless of the age, nobody wants to feel like, you know, they just got bamboozled and are sitting in a situation and be like, well, I thought it was covered or, Hey, uh, you're talking over my head and I have no idea what you're saying. Can you just solve my problem?
0: Yes. And Um, we do a lot of work with our agents and that speaks to that customer centricity training I was talking about. So, I could train you all day, but what we look for is folks that have good intuition. Being good at reading a customer when you're listening to them and understanding where they're at and understanding where you need to meet them at that time and using words like, oh, it's okay. I've seen this problem before, we can get this fixed. It's okay, we got this. Or I'm with you, we're in this together. Like, let's take a journey along the way. Now, walk me through what you're seeing. And then I'll take over and we'll we'll get this settled for you. So it is all about making a customer just feel really comfortable when they're talking to you. And that's going to be, you know, uh, different things for different customers. And that's why that intuition comes in. Like knowing when to ask certain questions, knowing when to listen. Knowing when to demonstrate that, that, that you have empathy, knowing, knowing when to say, okay, we got this, like, let's move forward. Let's get this done. Right? It is all about making the customer feel like they're the only one in the world at that time.
1: Yeah. It, but it, that also starts with, with the employee side. It's not just oh, the absolutely. customer. So <laughs> how important is it at Dropbox to focus on that employee side, employee experience?
0: absolutely so this is something we really really i mean if you think of culture and and what we think about our employees here at dropbox I, I would say on a magnitude of where you think it's really really good then multiply that by 10 so i like to say this i can't help someone else if i'm not in a good place myself So what we like to do is think about not just, and this is me putting the customer aside for a second. What is your experience with Dropbox? Like, what's the culture like? Do You have the systems and tools to do your job. Like, do you enjoy working with the people around you? Like, um, are you happy to come to work every day? Are you excited about what you do? And that speaks to our culture and putting our employees first and making sure that they're always on the forefront of every decision we make as a company. And when you take that, it is so easy for us to transition over to now making a customer first experience because we have employees that feel like they're valued. They feel like they're a part of a great culture They're bought into our product and features and service. They're bought into the customer experience and making it first. And and they're using mantras like customer first, customer always, you know, things like that. So it is paramount that if you're looking at switching to a, a, a customer centric, customer experience first organization, it all starts with your employees. Absolutely. That is the place where it starts.
1: Happy employees equal happy customers. Absolutely. Yeah, so, um, and and there's probably another six more questions that I could ask you, uh, but I'll I'll try to keep it as short as possible. But what, the last one that I have before I get to my last two questions. So a question, then two questions, uh, if I can make it any more confusing. But what what advice would you give someone who isn't an, an executive in the company, but wanted to focus on being customer centric?
0: I would say this, use the mantra we use and I use every single day. Is it good for the customer? Is it good for the customer? And you can use that up the chain and you can use it down the chain. Now, organizations sometimes make trade-offs, right? Uh, But you may not win them all, but you're gonna win a lot when you start using, is it good for the customer?
1: No, it's awesome. So I wrap up every podcast with two questions. And the first question is what book or person has influenced you the most in the past year? And then the second one is if you could leave a note to all the customer service professionals and it's going to reach everybody Monday at 8 a.m., what would it say?
0: <laughs> so I'll start with. Um, my book maybe be oversimplified. Right. And I don't know. A lot of people have read it and hopefully you have. So I won't I won't feel. But in today's times, the book I often reflect on and um, it is a requirement once a year that my team and I, we read it and we just talk about it. It is Who Moved My Cheese? Have you, read, have it. you read it? I have. Yeah. Um, and, and I think now in where we're at in the journeys customers are taking today, we're in the middle of a pandemic, customers are looking for different things from customer, from customer support and from products. Um, I think it speaks to being adaptable, being um, having a changed mindset, being flexible, being able to not just look at uh, things from a tunnel, but look at things from a very broad perspective. And that's the one I think fits like right now. And it is the one probably this year it's been the most um, I guess one I've been most passionate about. Now I've read a lot of others. I'll get a plug for team of teams. If you haven't read that, please go read it. Right. Um, But who moved my cheese? It's a simple, it's a very thin book, easy read. You'll have a lot of fun reading it, but it sends a really powerful message.
1: Very cool. All right. Now the second one is if you could leave a note to all the customer service representatives, what would it say?
0: Don't make customers navigate your organization to have a great experience.
1: Period. Period. Awesome. That is great. What uh, What is the best way for my listeners who are like, man, that was awesome. That was the, that was the world's greatest podcast episode. Uh, I need to get a hold of this guy or connect with him. What's the best way to connect on uh, well, social?
0: I'm on LinkedIn and I do respond. Most people will tell you that. Right. Um, So I am on LinkedIn. Please pay me in Lewis Taylor uh, at Dropbox. So pretty easy to find. Right. But uh, I would say start there um, and we'll go from there. I'm happy to, you know, we'll exchange info and and dig deeper. I am really, really passionate about customer experience. So I I love having conversations with other people and I love talking through problems. So Mm -hmm. um, maybe today I'm not facing a problem but tomorrow I might be maybe today you are and tomorrow you might not be. And we tend to have the same types of problems just in different cycles and in different places and times. Right. Yeah. So happy to share notes and talk through things and, and just engage because I'm really passionate about customer experience.
1: Cool. That, that is uh, that's some great advice. And I appreciate that. May um, you given, given the listeners the ability to, to reach and connect. And, and I think it's also to grow uh, you because uh, anytime that you help others, you grow along the way, at least I do.
0: Yes, absolutely. Never stop. Never, never, never stop learning. Never stop growing. I mean, I, I think when you have to take a step back and say, if I'm not growing or learning, then I'm probably taking the wrong journey. So it is about time to take a U-turn and come back to that that four-point stop and maybe go in a different direction. If you're if you stop growing and learning, you're heading in the wrong direction.
1: Yeah, very very cool, Lewis. I really appreciate your time. That was fun. Uh, it's the world's fastest podcast. Uh, it, it feels like, but um, <laughs> I, I learned a lot, and um, I just uh, really appreciate your time and, and look forward to keeping in touch.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I had a great time too. Thank you for having me on. I really. Uh, really exciting or really excited to be here so
1: thank you thank you hey listeners can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today if so please consider sharing this episode with them and last if you would like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests you can go to press one for forward slash podcast
0: thank you for listening to this episode of press one for nick If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers.
1: Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.